to Pass the Popcorn, the movie review podcast. That's right, yet another movie review podcast on the internet. But here's what this podcast has that no one else does. Your hosts, Chris and Tim. Hello and welcome to Pass the Popcorn, today's special edition. How's that opening? (laughs) Pass the Popcorn. Is that how you usually open it? Yeah, you know, we used to say pass the popcorn, and Tim always says, yeah, I'll pass it, I'm going. <laughs> gobble, gobble. <laughs> but I guess we're having you on, because you asked us, which is yeah. which, which never happens. He's like, give me some of your popcorn. I don't think I've ever asked to be on a podcast before, except for this one. For real? Yeah. This is the first time, I think. We're I know I know I'm honored. I don't know. You've been you've been you've been on previous PTPs. Yeah, but I think you asked me. Like I th- uh, like I initiated this. You I did. need to get I need to like I I mostly want to hear what Tim has to say, but I do want to get some things off my chest and I feel like this is a perfect outlet for it and then I can just move on with my life. This Elvis movie is a good movie to uh to discuss. It I'm, is. I'm curious because because Tim, there's there's a lot in it goes in all sorts of different directions and there's a lot to say about the about well about Elvis and about the movie and about Elvis in this movie. Because I'm curious, yes. but Tim loves music. He knows a lot of music shit. And Dave, I've known you forever, and you've as long as I've known you, Elvis was your number one guy. My number one guy. Yeah, guy. Jack Palance. Um, I, I mean, the, I will say this though. Yeah, I I feel like I know a lot about Elvis. I watch all the documentaries. Um, I've been obsessed with Elvis since I was, uh, I don't know, probably about twelve. But if there's one person that knows more about Elvis than I do, it is Mr. Tim. Mm, uh, I'm probably good with certain eras of Elvis. Uh, there are certain eras of Elvis that. After seeing this movie, I realized, you know what? I don't really know what happened during this time. Yeah. So there, there are there are certain things that, that Tim, there's certain era, certain pockets of Elvis mania that I uh, still have things to learn. But Tim is good at the things that, that just because Tim knows more about music, and and I mean like you know pop music, rock music, like like the history of music um, than anybody I know. So like Tim and I'll be talking or he'll send me an email of some grave that he was at or something like (laughs) that. And I'll be like, yeah, he was the, you know, backup bassist on, uh, you know, uh, in the ghetto, you know, and I'd be like, no, I don't. But to to be, to be clear, I have visited Bill Black's grave. I know who Bill Black is. I've been there, seen it. But Tim knows that kind of shit. He'll be like, "Oh, this guy was, you know, the, this woman was the one of the sweet inspirations that got replaced after, you know, her appendix burst on stage." Yeah. And I'll be like, "Okay, Tim." Elvis goes, "I heard something that smells like catfish burst <laughs> yeah. back there." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you, ever, you ever hear you ever hear him him say that terrible thing? Oh, it smells like catfish. And then he then he would he thinks he's funny and he swallows the microphone. Blah. Elvis does. I said this to my son. My son went with me, and I told him if he wants to pop up here and and holler into the <laughs> microphone for ten seconds, he can because he he hated this movie. Oh but, man! But he, 
I said I always said to him, Elvis Elvis thinks he's funny. Elvis is not funny. <laughs> Elvis's dad joke funny, and he does that thing, and the guy does it in the movie where he swallows the mic a lot, and he thinks it's yeah. the funniest shit he ever did. Bar. And everybody, even then in the crowd, they're like, dude, all right. <laughs> yeah, when it when it shows that, that footage at the end of him, like when he was playing uh, Indianapolis at his last show, he's just like, oh, fuck that guy. <laughs> he did it. He, I think he did it. Yeah. He does it on uh, Polk Salad Annie. He yeah. Does it. Polk A Sal- mean, vicious. Straight razor told woman, Lord have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> but she did all right. Yeah, but they did all right. I know for a fact I'm going to be hearing the two you talk because I'm going to enjoy this. I don't know much about anything. So, you know, but you know whether or not you liked it. Like you know what you like about it and what you didn't. You don't I have like, to know the history of it. Like, I could be totally like, wrong on why I liked it. Which, how can that be? You're not wrong. You liked Priscilla's one and two, <laughs> and, a, and a number three. <laughs> <laughs> and then number three, which you don't get to see. No. Actually, you don't Jack, get to see one, either. Jack told me who that girl was that was Priscilla, and I never would have thought this. That's the um, little girl from The Visit, the Shyamalan movie with the old people. <laughs> oh, I never saw that movie. <laughs> Holy shit. I, didn't, didn't that just come out like three years ago? And now oh, she's The like, Visit, The Visit, that movie. I, I, I was thinking of... No, the other one. The 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 the, the yeah. When they, when the, they guy, the guy takes a shit in a pan. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's that's Shyamalan's finest hour. Is that finest ninety minutes? Is the the visit? That would be so such good. A great movie. It's it's equal parts creepy and freaking hilarious. So, yeah. 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 He does. He's just constantly taking shits in <laughs> and bags and throwing them in that one room, and then he like rubs it into kids' face. Right. <laughs> yeah, I've, seen, I've seen that guy, the grandfather guy, on like other shows now, and I just and I always go, "That's the guy from the visit." <laughs> I love that movie. He's great. Anyway, yeah. that was Priscilla, and I had no idea. Priscilla. That part, that part, they really glossed over the Priscilla stuff. I mean, and I guess I'm glad because what know, was wrong it, with her? Was, was she nothing? Was, nothing. Okay. It's just not. It's just not to me. The most compelling parts of Elvis's life to me have nothing to do with his with his marriage. I don't know. I, I even when I watch, I watch all the documentaries. That's that's like a snooze part. Yeah, you know, like she was. I mean, she was 14 when they met. Yeah, like yeah, I mean, we did the math. But yeah, we did that. Times were different. Jerry yeah. Lee Lewis married his, you know, thirteen-year-old cousin. She was thirteen, so he was. <laughs> yeah, Elvis was, you know, courting fourteen-year-old girls in in Europe. It's like, okay, we don't we don't need to dwell on that part of the story. The difference is when Priscilla was fourteen, Elvis didn't marry her until yeah, she was older. So he waited. Whereas, yeah, whereas you know, Jerry Lee was was uh, was he was too hot to trot. <laughs> Well, how do you do this? You start at the beginning of the movie. Do you talk about the movie or just talk about um, whatever you like? What Dave, you like you're our guest. I, I'm. I just want to hear you talk because I. I, okay. I want to hear you. Well, let's talk. let's let's. Well, what 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 other movies are we going to be talking about? Are we? Because well, Dave I said even... he saw he saw Pig, right? Dave, you said I, I saw it. Pig. What else did you see? I you gave me a whole list, and I you haven't saw like seen maybe two. Oh, he he saw Beavis. I saw Beavis and Butthead this morning. Yeah. Um, I saw Ambu L.A. Ants. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
which you don't even want to get me started talking about that because this will be your longest show ever. <laughs> yeah. I think um, that might be it. Well, I don't care about, I don't really care about those other movies. I mean, you do what you want. Chris, show. Uh, Chris has a whole list. As he goes through it, we'll just chime in when we've seen something. Yeah. I'll just, well, like, fuck it. I'll go right now. I want to, let's save Elvis. Let's just do it real quick. I saw the outfit. Who cares? Okay. I saw the who? The outfit. Remember that one? What's that? Uh, the BFG guy. <laughs> Remember that? Oh, that movie. That yeah, I saw. I saw the poster. I, you <laughs> you read your list to me of the movies you'd seen, and you didn't even know what half of them were. Yeah, I forgot what Deep Water was till Dave reminded me about it. Affleck, um, Ben Affleck, you, white, you Ben Affleck, a romantic thriller. It was it was it what it did. A, a romantic thriller. What's what what movie? It's on Amazon Prime, Dave or Hulu. What it's on Hulu. Hulu. Who's it? What the Deep was? Is a romantic thriller? It's yeah. like a. Yeah, yeah, it's he's he's it's he's like a murder love. Yeah, see, uh, I, I, I'll, I'm going to say this about movies on streaming services. He they're not watch movies. <laughs> I don't watch them. Fuck those fucks. Why? They're, they're, well, there's, there's so Steve, there's so them. many there's there's so many streaming services. I'm not subscribing to them. There's no way they can possibly like penetrate into the uh, the lexicon. By being on like Apple fucking Plus or mm. Paramount Plus, it's all. Well, it's it, I, I hate that shit. I hate it. I hate it so much because I don't care. I don't give a rat's ass. I don't want to go and have to sign up just to watch Tom Hanks talk to a robot dog. But that was oh good, man. God, Come on, it, it may be the greatest movie ever made. It may be Citizen Kane two. I don't feel like signing up. To watch that shit, uh, you know, it's—I I don't care if it's a free trial. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Dave, that talk movie about was it. so. That movie was so great. Yeah, I cried. Was. I cried like a baby during that movie. So yeah. uh, I understand you not wanting to do that because I have every streaming service, and it's—you know—it does add up. And and some of them are way more worth the money than others. Some of them. I, I every once in a while I'll scan, scan scan through all the things and I'll be like, oh yeah, I still have that. Why? You know, in know. in my opinion, the the streaming service that has the most to offer is Amazon because you get free shipping. The one I think Netflix is increasingly becoming the one that has the least to offer because all they do is just put out new television series all the time. So they're they're and all these other movie companies are keeping their own movies, and they're not going to Netflix at all. So Netflix is kind of not really worth the money anymore. But when you get to say, I mean, it's been a while now, but we like during Oscar season, and your best picture nominees are Look Up only on Netflix or Coda only on Apple. Um, I guess it wasn't only on Apple. I think that was in theaters too. But. Um, you just don't. You're just done. You don't care anymore. I don't care. I I I don't even know what was nominated for best picture the last three years. I don't even know who won best picture at all. I have, I have no idea. I don't even know any. I, I know that the only thing I know is Will Smith won best actor, and the only reason I know that is because he punched another guy. <laughs> I have no idea. I've, I'm I'm so out of the loop when it comes to movies nowadays. I I. I go to, I go to the movie theater more than the average guy, and that's and I hardly go any and I hardly go at all anymore. 
Like, uh, and, and, and so me trying to keep up with, with streaming services, choke on it. Pass the popcorn to Tim, only in a theater because he doesn't watch it at home. That's the new thing. I, I, I really don't. I really don't. Uh, I'll, I'll pop on something while I'm working on stuff, but it's usually a movie I, I, I saw. Like, I'll watch, like, you know, Cannibal Run 2. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. I do think that some of them still have good things to offer. Yeah. But Apple, I understand I understand what you're saying. Apple Plus looks to be pretty appealing uh, yeah. to me. Um, That's the one I watched the least, actually. Apple Plus. Uh, Paramount looks appealing, but really the only the only ones I'm the only ones I'm like individually paying for right now, and not and not because it's like piggybacking on other things, is uh, Netflix and uh, Amazon. Hulu I get because it's it's attached to Spotify. Oh, I'm sorry, and Disney Plus, but Disney I'm paying outright. Well, I've seen most of the movies that you're talking about. Pig was fantastic. Pig with uh, yeah, with um, Nicholas Cage. That was a that was uh, was that on was that on Amazon? Some streaming thing. I, I caught it on. <laughs> it was on Hulu, I think, but it also was in theaters because Tim, you know, the Emmaus Theater. Chris and I have gone there a few times. Yeah, yeah. The Emmaus Theater has. I like theaters like this. It's a I mean, nobody that's listening knows where Emmaus is, but it's picture a one screen movie house, a very old fashioned kind of place. And they have kind of catered to the cookie, we'll call it. <laughs> and they show every Nicolas Cage movie. But yeah. Chris and I saw we saw Halloween there in the room and, you know, like stuff like that. They show weird stuff, but the movies they show are all. I would say counterculture kind of things. Yeah, I guess if you're if you're a one screen theater and you're trying to compete with the the, the megaplexes, you 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 have to go far left. It's, uh, yeah, it's you like can't. the county, but yeah, but Dave said like it goes off. It's kooky. I yeah. enjoy I enjoy going there a lot. Um, but Pig, I remember when this came out. Chris and I said this was he has he has gone out of his way to be ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. And and that's fine. I know he's got bills to pay, and I don't. I, I'm not going to sit here and criticize somebody who's trying to make money for whatever debts they have and stuff like this. But this was a real movie and a real role, which he treated like a real role. He didn't go over the top. There was no yelling and screaming. It was just he treated it like leaving Las Vegas. Like he actually played it straight, and it was really touching. Mm. That's I mean, Tim, I, I know that you don't like to watch stuff on 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 uh, <laughs> streaming, but if it's on, I I think you you'll like it, it because you're, I need you're, to. Uh, what I need to do is I need to reset up my viewing area. Um, now that now that I don't have housemates, I can probably set up the living room area to actually go as a place that I can just sit and relax and watch something without being distracted. Um, so I may do that because I, I I have an extra television. I'll just uh, you know pop it up out there and jam a Roku into it, and there I'm you all go. set to go. Yeah. Mm. Um. Uh. The, oh, the, there was that uh, uh, that other Nicholas Cage one, one that came out in theaters. Well, I don't think Dave uh, saw. Right? You said no. 
I did not. I'd want, I want to. It was fun. It was, it was, it was, I don't fun go ride. to the movies very often. It I was, even though I think Mandalorian, yeah, that sometimes the actor is good or bad, and he's just, he's not great in this, I don't think. Well, I mean, it's, it's comedy. It's, yeah. uh, so he's, I, I don't think he's done much comedy. Kaja was was good Kager. over the top, you know, like like Dave always says. He's he's, it was fun. Um, Morbius. What was your 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 quick response, Dave? <laughs> I mean, for mo- I, was, I laughed because yeah. my son is obsessed with Morbius because he's twenty and he's very into memes and stuff like that. Morbius has generated, according to him, the funniest memes ever created, and there's a million of them. So he's never seen the movie, but he's got he's gonna get like the poster and hang it on his wall in his apartment. You know, <laughs> it's like because of these memes. So I I think I think it it looks like the kind of movie that you would see after a few beers and you would love the hell out of it because it's so bad. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you <clears throat> if you go into it expecting a legitimate superhero movie, you're you're yeah, you have to adjust your expectations and treat it as like as like an exploitation movie, without without as much blood or or boobs. But that's the thing is, I think it would be so much better if it was rated R. Like these movies are, you can tell it's, it's a it's a uh, great value the, Marvel film. the The unfortunate thing is 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 we've uh, this 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 is gonna be three hours of of us all bitching about movies <laughs> the the unfortunate thing is is now everything uh, everybody tries to play it safe all the time and that's and that's usually a bad thing when because you, when you're trying to please as many people as possible you're alienating the people that would appreciate it the most which sadly is is a minority as as popular as comic book movies are and comic book characters the people who really appreciate these things are really are the the minority they're not the ones going out and consuming these movies so you get you get a character like morbius which you know should be eating people and blood mm-hmm. and carnage yeah it should it should be a rated r movie it yeah. should be something that shocks you but the problem is is nobody wants to be shocked they all say they do but they don't actually want to be shocked so you go middle of the road you you show some bangs you have some jump scares you have a creepy looking guy on screen who's not really that creepy because it's still jared leto he's still an attractive man bat <laughs> and then uh and then you're done and it's and and you walk out and you, you feel 15 dollars lighter Um, but uh, but but that being said, I I do. There are parts of that movie that I think are are enjoyable, and I think uh, the Doctor Who guy, uh, his dancing right. se- his dancing sequences is, is is pretty funny. It's it it rivals maybe not quite as much, but it, it it's it's pretty close to the the Toby dance sequence from Spider Man Three. Well, and Michael Keaton that. is in it too as a little cameo, which he he's always brings out the best. You know, he's not in it long enough, though. Um, Doctor Strange, uh, it's on Disney Plus. Dave said he hasn't watched it yet. Dave, no, I never even saw the first Doctor Strange. How come you're not a uh, Strange fan? I don't care. There's too many of those movies. I don't really care. Um, 
I did, the only thing I cared about, I did watch. I mean, you you people don't care about spoilers on your podcast, no. right? No, no, no. Okay. The only thing that I heard about that I wanted to see then was the um, John Krasinski thing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And and he just gets turned into spaghetti. Yeah. So what's the okay? Everyone was all excited. I saw like fans react to John Krasinski on screen. Everyone's like, "Woo!" You know, when it came on, and then like ten seconds later, he was spaghetti. Yeah. Okay, great. It's I I don't I don't think it's a it's a very good movie. Although people are saying that when you watch it again, you, you can you can reassess it. I, I just I just don't think it's a very good. Movie. Maybe maybe I'm starting to get a little fatigued with some of the stuff, or maybe maybe it's just you know I'm watching way too many things that you have to watch like 15 things to get what's going on in this movie, and I wasn't yeah. paying it. Uh, someone said like like the Loki stuff all plays into it, and I don't even think I watched the last episode of Loki or last two episodes of Loki, so I'm like okay. that's why I don't like it. And it's it's too much for me to keep up with. I have I have a job, <laughs> and I, I have I have responsibilities. I can't keep all this straight. Uh, I the thing I liked about it was like how dark it was. It was like one of the darker Marvel films, which was different. It wasn't as as campy. There's some there's some neat there's some neat stuff in it. Uh, again, there's none of these movies lack. Uh, you know, none of these movies are completely worthless. But uh, yeah. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't super excited for it to when it was coming out. When I went to see it, I was like, eh. I saw it a second time just to maybe I'll like it better. And I was like, no, not really. Well, I saw. Don't make fun of me. I saw Chippendale. So let's move on from that because I thought it was cute. <laughs> it's like a Roger Rabbit kind of thing with Chippendale, and I like John Mulaney a lot. So I saw one billboard for that somewhere. <laughs> it might have been in California because. I think I saw one billboard for it. Um, I know Dave saw this because it stars um, Zach Efron. It was the Firestarter reboot, remake, retelling. I did. Yeah. So well, I saw it on Peacock. Yeah, that's what I saw too. I actually didn't go to the theater. I was like, ah, fuck, it's on Peacock. I ain't gonna run to the theater to see this shit, shithole movie. Uh, was it good though? No. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, it no. looked. It, it looked. I thought it looked interesting. I, the, the funny thing is, is I didn't realize that was Zac Efron. I, I saw the trailer and it it didn't dawn on me that that was Zac Zac Efron. I was like, who who are these people? There's nobody in this movie. Yeah, it turns it was, out there's Zac Efron. It was uh, even with the Zephron. Yeah, it was uh, hard to keep your attention focused on it. It was yeah. very dull. And, and, and I like that too. They're saying. No, oh, the little girl was uh, a major part of um, the last season, at least the first half of the last season of American Horror Story with the writers. Do you remember that, Chris? Yeah, that was her. As, that was her as a daughter. That was her. The one I like mean, you, that you were that you go to that town and you kill people that have talent, and you kind of they they weren't vampires, but they were. They were kind of like feeding on people, and yeah. it made if you were talented in something. Hers was violin. You became extraordinary talented. Yeah, I like that. Um, she was the little girl in it, and they, they, he had powers. That his wife had powers, but the wife had so many powers she killed herself. And the daughter was getting these powers from both pe- parents. Yeah, I don't know what happened. It was it was rough. 
Um, Jurassic World, let it go, just stop it. It was just, everyone would be dead. If there's a dinosaur, if I'm going to work and I see a T-Rex, I'm dead. No one should. I'm dead. No one should be walking around Earth with dinosaurs walking the Earth either. The fu- the funny thing is, is like Jurassic Park movies should be the movies that we do entire episodes on, like the, like the, and, the the big ones, yeah, the big yeah. Ones. That sh- that this this movie should be a movie that we do dissect huge it. episodes on mm-hmm. and and talk about it. And I, it's been out what two weeks now. I haven't haven't gone to the movies to. S- so, yeah, yeah, Tim, I, yeah, seen I, it. I don't care about it. Now, this is a movie that Tim, please, I think, I think you saw this. I hope you saw this because I want me and you to, to team up on Dave. Top Gun. I haven't seen it. <sighs> it's just me. It's fucking awesome. It's fucking fantastic. And Dave, I've heard good things. See, no. <laughs> Why do you say it no? For? Not not seeing Top Gun because I, you know how I feel about Top Gun. Yes, yes. It's not called Iceman Gun. Whatever. I, yeah. Everyone, everyone else is wrong about Top Gun, and I'm right. <laughs> that Maverick is a villain, and I don't want to see a movie about the villain and his redemption because I already hate his guts. So all I heard was this was a refilming of the original movie. It's not refilming. It's same kind of idea. For do they sing Great Balls of Fire? <laughs> the next movie I've seen here is. Um... <laughs> <laughs> do they do they do they play volleyball shirtless? Volleyball? No. Football on the What beach? do they play? Yes. They play football? Oh geez. Do, does he ride the stupid motorcycle with the same stupid jacket? Name a movie that he doesn't have a motorcycle and a jacket. And <laughs> <laughs> just, just done. It's it's like, touching though, because Miles plays um Goose's son and he remembers being sung that song in the scene of Top Gun. So that's his song to his dad kind of thing. And he sings it in the bar. It was really touching. Wait a minute. Yeah. How old? Okay, I saw. I saw the. A, I, I watched the the original one last week. Because I wasn't was he one of, he, wasn't he a kid there when they were playing it? Yeah, he's a, he's like a toddler. He's he's, yeah, he's at little. Least, it he's it. at least eighteen. He's at least two two to three years old in that yeah, movie. That kid. Maybe it hit home. So that movie came out thirty five years ago. Is Miles Teller thirty eight years old? Thirty nine years old? <laughs> he, he is not. Tim. I don't think he is. He's the there, oldest person in Top Gun movie in Top Gun Academy. Yeah. Is <laughs> yeah. Is there no truth to this art? Um, that's a good point because <laughs> that movie is. We are old, which means that movie is old, and that kid would be. You know, in his late thirties. Well, I mean, it, to be fair, the movie was supposed to come out in the summer of twenty twenty. <laughs> okay, so so there's the math. So, but still, he would still be like thirty five, thirty six, which I think would still make him a little, little old for that. It is. It's phenomenal. Yeah. It's so like good. Tom Tom Skerritt was probably what thirty two. <laughs> no way. I know he wasn't. That. No, Tom <laughs> Skerritt was. What men is like mid forties, and he was already like a grizzled vet. Yeah. Well, I loved it. So I'm, sh- so I'm sure. I'm sure it's a fine movie. See, here's the thing: I like Tom Cruise. I I enjoy most of his movies. He has a couple that that I that aren't great, but I like him. Um, so I think his charisma will come through in this movie when when that time comes that I do finally see it. Um, this is the kind of movie too that if you don't see it on the big screen or theater, you're n- you're going to miss 
how powerful it was the first time you watch it. Yeah. I'm glad that you liked it. <laughs> that's I that's, I mean, that's I mean, Dave's way of this, saying thank you for stopping by. <laughs> yeah. No, no, because I, I hate it when people are just like, no, you're wrong. You're not wrong. You're right for you. <laughs> And and I'm and I was doing that to you, so I'm sorry. No, it, but, I love like it. I, don't, I, I don't I don't like that attitude. Like it, it's a pervasive attitude, I think, in in our society, where someone says their opinion, and someone's just like, "No, wrong." It's not wrong. <laughs> it, it, that's you're, that that's right for them. It might not be right for you. So you're, I, you're, you're Kevin Spacey yeah, and Superman, Superman turns. Wrong. Um, I saw a movie. I will just say it's not for me. That that's I saw a movie came out and you hate this guy too, which I'm not a fan either. I I really am not. But we didn't want to. We wouldn't want to watch. I don't care. We saw Joe Bell. It's on some Hulu Amazon thing. True story. Mark Wahlberg. His son was gay. He was bullied. So Mark Wahlberg. Well, fuck it. His his son was bullied and 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 killed. And then his, Mark Wahlberg goes across the country to. Bring awareness to fucking bullying, but it's so good. It's was this so good? Was his son murdered or did he kill himself? He spoiler. He hung himself, but he okay, asked so. for help from friends and family like the day of, and everyone blew him off. It's sad as fuck. And then what happens? I mean, if you guys don't don't care, fucking spoiler, big spoiler, huge spoiler. Joe Bell gets hit by a car by a drunk driver and dies. Is this a true story? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, jeez. Was he? Was he like? What was he doing? Like walking across walking the country? Across like, the country like, with a fucking. It looked like a. It wasn't. It wasn't a baby stroller, but some kind of cart wagon. For his his he used to camp, you know, at his tent, whatever. Else, shit that he was just going. He was going to hotels, you know, wash himself and everything. And a drunk driver just fell asleep. Boom, killed him. And it was just. I didn't even expect that coming. As you're watching this, movie. I'm like, "Yeah, get across America. Yeah, do it, Mark. Funky bunch." Did he make it across the country, or did he like? No. Was he like constantly stopping at like a Motel Six? Hey, I just wonder if I could use, you know, just a restroom. Uh, you know, for oh, you know, I just want to take a horse bath. And I hate to say this, like Mark Wahlberg, I think cannot act. He's the same person in every movie. And this one, his acting is overacting, or his his hey. <laughs> It was. It was. It, it fit the character, I guess. What? So no. you're you're saying? Let's see. So you no, Mark Wahlberg. He he can act. He's the same person in every movie he's in. Well, I mean, it depends on the movie, but like The Departed is very different than that. Is great. I am. I haven't seen that in a while, so maybe he is good in that. Departed. Yeah, Departed. is probably. Scorsese's most watchable modern film. I would I would say that. And uh and 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 Martin Sheen gets thrown off a building. It's always a good part of a movie. Yeah. Yeah, Christ, I haven't seen that. Um Alright, real quick, I saw Lightyear, disappointing. Who get Tim Tim nailed it. You said something like a movie that wasn't even asked for. Yeah, uh, like like the Star Wars movies, no one was asking for a solo movie. I don't know who was asking for a Lightyear movie. My complaints on the Lightyear movie, it's it's a Pixar movie. It's enjoyable enough. Kids will like it. It's flashy. It's Buzz Lightyear. 
But it's not it's not funny like Buzz Lightyear. It, yeah. it's, it has some humor to it. But Buzz Lightyear is funny. It doesn't have the yeah. It doesn't have the heart. This doesn't funny. have the nothing. It doesn't doesn't have the the fun. The funny bone is missing out of this one. Well, they already said it to bomb. And they said this movie. Like, and what it and what this movie is, and they they explain it at the beginning because I, I wasn't sure watching the trailer what it was. I, like I was like so. In this world is Buzz Lightyear a real person? Like, is this someone that's like a real, actual person? And what this is is, it said that in 1994, 95, uh, Andy went to the movies, and this was his favorite movie. So this was the movie that he saw that made Buzz Lightyear his favorite movie character. And I got to tell you, Andy, you have terrible taste yeah, in movies. I have no idea why he fell in love with Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> And if this was, if it should have been made '90s style, so I, like I personally think there should have been, it should have been all like 1990s like kitsch throughout the whole movie, and there's none of that. And I'm still not sure if this was an animated movie or if in Andy's world if it was a live action movie, and the character who played Buzz Lightyear is a real living breathing actor that walks around that looks Tim's like really trying to he wants he wants information he wants he's he's diving yeah, deep Yeah uh, this movie raises more questions than answers He's getting meta Yes So yeah it, 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 they they had they had an opportunity where they could have made a very good funny movie that rel- that relied on 90s nostalgia which is huge now But to to make to make a Pixar movie set Set in the future, but written in 1995 or 1994, however you want to, whatever you want to put it, that would have been fantastic. Meaning you you have to you have to stop your brain. Nothing happens past November of 1994. I heard I heard Tim slapping his hand. That's how invested yeah. he is in information about answer some questions for yeah. him. Okay. I missed completely missed opportunity. Completely missed opportunity. A movie that Tim won't see because on Netflix, Man from Toronto, Kevin Hart, Woody Harrelson. It's stupid. I watched it. And I moved on. Um, <laughs> I, I heard that that came out. Yeah, Friday. I saw something somewhere. It might have been the... For some reason, my sister signed me up for a, a subscription to People magazine. And I think I saw on the back cover of last week's People. <laughs> and a horror movie, Black Phone. <laughs> I wanted more. It didn't really explain why Ethan Hawke was doing what he was doing, and didn't explain it, how the phones rang. It didn't explain the voices on I the read, phone. Uh, I read a headline saying the movie looked good. <laughs> it was so. it was okay. Like I wanted more. I wanted more information. the The kid was was cool and everything, and how he got Ethan. Like, there's a scene where you know, if you break your ankle three times in your life, for real. Then you see this happen on screen, man. You fucking move in your seat. I, oof, I I felt that. I was gonna say, wait a minute. How many times did you? Three. I think you're twice guaranteed. Three, maybe sprained it on a third time. All right, that's enough of the shit that I saw. Who cares? I want to know what Dave fucking so rock hard about for ambulance. Wait, wait. wait. Oh, ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I. You can't expect me to contain what I have to say about ambulance. Just, just- in in a two second snippet, summing up in like this, a minute. Or this two. desire, this deserves a deep dive <laughs> in its own episode. If you, I mean, I don't. This is your show. Does Tim seen ambu? He saw it first. Yeah, I did. I saw it. I saw it a long time ago. And I, I, to be honest, I don't 
remember a lot of the details because uh, I saw it like wh- like a couple weeks before we went to Anaheim. Yeah, and so that it's it's been a couple months since I've seen Came it. Early, All right, yeah, early April. I'll just say this without <laughs> belaboring it because I, I'm really here to talk about Elvis. I don't even know what some of these things are <laughs> that you're talking about. <clears throat> this movie is completely bonkers. Yeah. And I would watch it on repeat because it's the dumbest, most far-fetched, ridiculous Michael Bay vision you've ever seen. More so than any of these other movies, which they reference yeah. throughout the movie. They do. Oh, this like like the characters will talk to each other. It'll be like you know. Oh, it's like that scene in The Rock. You know, The Rock with Sean Connery. They yeah. actually talk about the movies. Yeah. They talk about Bad they Boys. Do. They talk about these other movies. But I love Jake Gyllenhaal. So it looks like to me they let Jake Gyllenhaal have his Nicolas Cage moment. Yeah. And Michael Bay was like, Jake, just w- whatever you want to do, my friend, just go for it. And he goes for it. And sometimes it's crazy. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's not either of those yeah. things. My favorite scene is the Christopher Cross scene where he's he said, I'm so hyped. He's like, I'm so hyped. I got I got to calm down. I got to calm down. So they <laughs> oh, put the sailing. earbuds in and listen to sailing and sing sailing. along to it. And you are just shaking your head and going, what am I watching? Yep. But you keep watching. Did, did I ever tell you the time that I saw Christopher Cross in concert? I thought you were about to. I, uh, I remember... That, you remember back when you would go to a amusement park and there'd always be some washed up musician doing shows, like three shows daily, you know? And yeah, I, saw uh, more, I saw Morris Day in the time. <laughs> oh, we, yo, we, yo. <laughs> we'll be back in three hours, hours. Um, but I remember going, it was at Hershey, Hershey Park. Hershey used to have this little like amphitheater. Uh, thing and I remember Christopher Cross was playing and I remember sitting there with my mom I was probably 12 11 or 12 sitting there watching Christopher Cross and there couldn't have been more than like 40 people maximum in the entire like theater area watching the, watching Christopher Cross and that must have that must have been so so crushing for him he's probably getting paid $200 a day to go out, do three shows, sing sailing three times a day to 35 people at a time. I bet you now he would sell some places out with Yacht Rock on uh, yeah. Sirius. I mean, that's become a Yacht Rock has become a thing. And yeah. him and Kenny Loggins just did a tour together, I think. And they did some Christopher crazy. Cross and Pablo Cruz <laughs> together. I think, I mean, if a Christopher Cross came around, I would, I would shell out for him. I listen Cross to Yacht Rock. The best of bread. <laughs> I listen to Yacht Rock all the time. It's a combination of Christopher Christopher Cross and Jerry Rafferty, just back yeah. and forth and back and forth. That's all rest it in, is. Rest in peace, Jerry. But Ambula Ants is a is a fun time. And it's one of those movies where my son walked in and I had started it, and he's like, What are you watching? And he's just shaking his head, and he's I hate Michael Bay, and he's going on and on. But he didn't. Okay, yeah, yeah. And he's but still he's still sitting there. I I thought that visually, it didn't 
it a lot of it didn't look like a Michael Bay movie, but then when you watch it, the way that it's written and the way that it's acted is very much a Michael Bay movie. There's always some hot shot, you know, comes in and like, you know, say, you know, tries to rule the situation and does it in a funny way. And then I think there was, wasn't there like some computer nerd chick that was like, yeah, but yeah. she was a lesbian. So I was like, don't try it, Haas. She had all kinds of like one liners. Yeah. And yeah, stuff like yeah. That. yeah. He must have gotten paid because he does. Michael Bay does this in all his movies. I think he 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 uses some new technology, and he but he uses it too much. Like the upside down yeah. camera on the twenty drones flying around. Yeah, that was yeah. that was a thing. Yeah, yeah the this, the flipper the, the camera flip yeah. on that. He must have he must have been paid by this drone company to film a lot of the movie with drones. And holy shit, is there a lot yeah. of it? Too too much of it. You get sick sometimes. It's fucking. It throws around. And where, where, where am I here? Yeah. Um. <laughs> I, but I, I, I do, I do recall telling Chris yeah. that I, that I, that I enjoyed it to a certain extent. It's not, not a great movie. And I told Chris, I think, I said, I think you'll it like it. It was on. It's Peacock. I think I just. It's on Peacock. It's complete garbage. Yeah. But it's good. Garbage. It is. <laughs> uh, on Paramount Plus, one more to go was Beavis and Butthead's new movie. Was do the galaxy is a color something then? Do the universe. Do, do the universe. I watched it this morning. And Dave, it's fine. I mean, if you like Beavis and Butthead, yeah, you like it. Exactly. It, I laughed out loud a couple of yeah. times. It's 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 nineties TV show again in a movie for an hour and a half, and and you will laugh here and there. Yes, that's yeah, it. It's it's sex it's sex jokes. Yes. It's the same things. It's cornholio. It's all the things that you want to see in Beavis and Butthead. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good. My judge is. I good. actually wanted to. There's a scene where it shows them in the future where fucking buttheads like in like a, a fat chair because you can't get out of the chair. He's all fat and old. Yeah, yeah he's in like a. Scooter. Yeah. Beavis is all fucked up and shit. Like, I want to see a movie of that now. Like, show me them old and just fucked making fun <laughs> of shit. Like, that I think would be hysterical. Yeah, that could have been a little yeah, longer. Yeah, it was, it was, it was too, too, too fast of a tease. The thing that's always been fun, like the thing that I love most about Beavis and Butthead, they did a lot in this, and uh, it's the things that Beavis says under his breath. <laughs> yes. Like, because he's always, he's, he's always like, he's always muttering, and, and and he does a lot of those good things of this. They're trying to, they think that they're, that they're going to end up getting sleeping laid. with the this whole hot astronaut. getting laid. <laughs> with, this, with this hot astronaut. And she's talking about all the men that have been to space. <laughs> But he thinks she's talking about all the men she slept with, and he, she's like, it's, "There's been, there's been, you know, seventy five men yeah. that have gone that seventy five men before you." And he's like, "Oh, yeah, that's a lot," you know. And then she's like, "And there's been some a couple of women." And he's like, "Ooh," yeah. and they said, yeah. and then, chimpanzee." Yeah, and a chimpanzee and a dog, and he keeps going, and then you hear him go, "Okay, that's enough." <laughs> <laughs> It's fun. It's if you love Beavis and Butthead from back in the day, it's the same thing. There's nothing better about I it. Loved, it's just the same. I love the the that first movie that came out like what ninety nine Beavis and Butthead Do America. Yeah, it's great. That was awesome. Bruce Willis. Yeah. Anymore, yeah. Yeah. Bruce Willis was the uh, was the biker that. The biggest shame of Beavis and Butthead, and that is one thing that is on Paramount. They have most of the seasons. Is they cannot, I guess, because music of rights. Rights. Yeah. 
they the the funniest part of the show always to me was them watching videos and yeah. stuff about they the can't show the videos they can't show the videos anymore so when you watch Beavis and Butthead it's just the story and I really miss watching them you know talk about you know Jane's addiction being caught stealing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah he spun a pineapple up his dress <laughs> well it was weird is that I t- they they said that all the episodes are on are on Paramount Plus now so you know Luke's like a huge fan now and I went on there and there's like other every other season weird seasons it's not all of them so we turn on one and it had the safety dance ban who's that band oh uh, never that hurts they yeah. were watching that video you know we can dance we can dance and beavis is like this guy keeps saying that he can dance but no <laughs> <laughs> and it was hysterical i said you know luke's laughing i said yeah they watch old videos and they talk about it and the shit in between is you know quick but that that show was just so, so yeah like the old ones like the, the plot would be you know, you know let's say it was a 22 minute show but like 12 of the minutes were videos mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. the other 10 minutes was the Get story like you know in, in the room yeah, yeah. oh you girl stop whacking off on the side of <laughs> Listen here, boy. You can't be doing that. <laughs> yeah, they did a little nice. They were in uh, court at one point, and they did the uh, like a Seinfeld finale thing where they had all yeah. the characters in the in the uh, gallery, including uh, Daria. Like Daria, was, uh, yeah. So they were all there. It was, it was a nice yeah. touch. It was. It's, it's if you like if you liked it back then, you're gonna like it now. There's nothing better. It's just the same thing. All yeah. right, fuck it. This is where I'm gonna shut up and sit back and. And, and ask questions, I think, mostly about Elvis, Aaron, Presley. Elvis. Elvis. All right. So. Wait a minute. Before, before we go okay. forward, before mm-hmm. we start recording, I asked Chris a question. And he didn't, didn't answer. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Chris, just using the word eh, describe how much you liked Elvis. Like, I'm going to say eh, meaning like. Yeah, like how you inflect eh, shows us how much you liked Elvis. How do you say it when you like something, though? Eh. <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty good. Uh-huh. I'll go, eh. How's that? Okay. So there's nothing that you didn't like? Because maybe it's because there's nothing, there's nothing that I know, I guess, until you... Tell me, like he's like, I don't even know Elvis's first yeah. name. I thought his name was Bob. <laughs> I read yeah. it on the Bob poster Elvis. when I went in. I, oh, Bob I, I asked, Elvis died on a farm. I asked you this, Dave. Think maybe before this movie came out, and we'll get into whatever. I said, you know, it's about not even the guy's name, Colonel Sanders, whatever, Parker, Colonel Tom Parker. I was like, is he a dick? Did you know? Was was he mean to Elvis? Did he fuck him over and? You explain shit here and there, and then this movie, in my, my eyes, and I could be totally wrong, that motherfucker took advantage of Elvis. Am I right or wrong? You're okay, right. Okay, yeah. okay, I don't, I don't want to like, no, Chris, he was an angel. And that was sad. When That's the theme of the movie, basically. Yeah. This movie really isn't, I think, I mean, I, I don't know if this is what Boz Lerman intended, but this is really a movie about the colonel. Yeah. Yeah. And just so happened, the Elvis guy who plays Elvis. Elvis was a side yeah. character. You yeah, never he's a, he's a means to the end. You never you never actually know what Elvis is thinking. You know you can you you can tell what the colonel was thinking. But in this movie it's never or I should say it's it's really not from Elvis's perspective. So you're not in Elvis's head 
most of the movie. Um, when I first heard that this movie was being made, I was like, cool, we're getting an Elvis biopic that doesn't have Kurt Russell in it. <laughs> but I was like, oh, shit, it's Boz Lerman. So I was expecting, I honestly was expecting, like, a Moulin Rouge kind of spectacle with these weird, crazy musical uh, scenes uh, with people dancing everywhere and Elvis not singing Elvis songs, Elvis coming out and singing, you know, with the lights out, it's just dangerous. Um, And instead of him doing Elvis style music, it would be modernized. And there was a little bit of that, but for the most part, Boz Lerman didn't 100% Boz it up. Well, I'm going to ask questions here, so you guys help me out. Like, not that Elvis was... Why Why did he think that this guy was going to, like, take him far and, like, help him? And didn't he see any of this, like, over the years? Like, this guy isn't treating me right, or he's a dick, or something's fishy. Like, didn't he ever, like, come to his senses? I mean, eventually, when he was older... But um, what what took I mean and I think they show that in the movie but Elvis was a simple like they were a simple family and and the guy was a he was like a huckster he was like a yeah. carnival huckster and he conned the whole family into believing that you know he believed in family and was part of the family and all that stuff um but really just manipulated him and the family until the until Elvis finally got that's rid of That's very him. sad. Though. That's you feel. I felt sorry for Elvis this, this whole this whole movie. You're, yeah, I mean, early on, Elvis was living in the projects of Memphis. He was poor. You know his his family. I mean, when his when he was born, his brother died at birth and was buried. They say in a shoebox, uh, like a cardboard shoebox. He was buried. You know, not even in like a cemetery, just like the side of a road, because they couldn't even afford a burial plot for him. Um, so when you start promising people who are that poor even a little bit of money, it seems like a king's ransom. So, and he was, it seems like you're promising them, them the world. And that's kind of what Tom Parker was doing. I don't think Tom Parker thought he was doing anything wrong. And I think he, at least early on, thought that he was legitimately helping Elvis and his family. Uh, he did. He did make him a lot of money. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't like he was this huckster and he was ineffective. He was very effective because he had a major talent. But he was able to make them a lot of money. It was more just about the distribution of that wealth. Yeah. yeah. Than anything else. One of my, w- there are things that I liked about the movie, the things that I hated about the movie. The one thing that I did like was, I don't know, Tim and I have never really discussed this, and I've always told this to my son. I think, this is my opinion, the most important moment in at least modern music history, maybe one of the most important moments in all of music history, was Sam Phillips deciding to sell Elvis's contract to RCA. Um, because even Sam Phillips knew that he could not contain this major talent. And for the world to be able to hear Elvis, he needed to be distributed on a larger scale. That 
was that was the creation of modern popular music to me the selling the day that that contract was sold yeah and they and they they gave it its little moment in this and i like that yeah um sun records you know sam phillips had limited resources right you know he didn't he didn't have yeah the nationwide distribution he had one pressing facility that he could go and he could press up a couple thousand records at a time and then you know go and, and pay them up front and then wait a week or two and then go and press up another thousand copies of a of a particular pressing pay them up front so for if if he had tried to if hold on to elvis he sun records wouldn't have been able to keep up with the demand and elvis would have waited out in whatever his contract was and signed with someone and Sam Phillips would have gotten nothing. Right. Uh, he, what, what, he, he got paid for it. And, uh, and, and on top of being able to find major talents like Carl Perkins and Johnny Cash and, and Elvis, he also was a visionary in knowing that, that this needed to be out there and he was unselfish. Mm-hmm. He could have kept the contract. And I think the course of modern music might be different today had he not that decision by him to do that um changed music forever what yeah what would have what probably would have happened is elvis would have gone and went into the military uh had he not signed with rca he would have he would have recorded some his you know hillbilly records for uh for Sam Phillips, um, he would have went into the army, came back, signed with some label who may or may not have managed him correctly, and uh, I think Elvis would still be talked about, mm-hmm. and he would still be a major influence. But uh, he may not have made it, the Elvis stuff may not have made its way over to Europe when it did, so that would have affected things like. Um, the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and the Kinks and all those guys getting getting to hear Elvis. Um, there wouldn't have been national radio play. It would mm-hmm. have been a more um, regional thing. Yeah, regional. So instead of being on Billboard charts, there would be like the Cash Box. You know, you look at the Cash Box reports and say, "Oh, well, this this Elvis kid's number three in Birmingham, and he's uh, over in Atlanta. He's number 12. Um, but like, like in New York, Chicago and LA, you know, it'd still be Frank Sinatra. And right. And Sam Phillips was able to do that with all of his people, Johnny, like he, he eventually, he, he nurtured them and he set them free into the world. And it wasn't a big part of the movie. They really didn't spend a lot of time on Sam Phillips at all, but they gave it a scene. Like it had its own mm-hmm. little kind of like cut out scene, which I was like, after that scene was over, it was almost like a mental check mark was put in a box for me. Like, okay, they gave that its proper respect. Yeah. The uh, the Hank Snow thing, I think, was uh, the whole Hank Snow story was completely discombobulated. It, it didn't work out that way, where it made it seem like Hank's son, Jimmy Snow discovered elvis told his dad about it 
his dad didn't like it, but it was like, okay, we'll take him on the road. And like, and then, and then it made it sound like Hank didn't want to have anything to do with Elvis. Yeah. And that was not the case. Uh, basically Hank and Tom Parker were partners to a certain extent. And Elvis came on to this uh, because of Hank Snow. Hank Snow had discovered Elvis prior to Tom Parker. Hank Snow thought that Elvis would be good for the show to, to bring in the teens, kind of what they kind of what they do in the movie. But Hank Hank Snow really wanted a finance. He thought he he saw Elvis being the cash cow that he was, and he he tried to promote Elvis. He put Elvis on his tours with the Opry stars. Invited him to the Opry, helped him get on the uh, the Louisiana Hayride, and Tom Parker, kind of kind of what happened in the movie, sort of took him aside and said, "Hey, hey, well, why don't you sign with me exclusively?" And he stole him away from Hank Snow, and Hank Snow never forgave him for that because Hank Snow, over the years, realized how many millions of dollars was like swept away from him because Tom Parker was sneaky. Yeah, yeah it's a sneaky, sneaky. <laughs> I read an article today of all the different uh, inaccuracies in the movie, and there are there are a lot. Um, I don't think they affect the story too too much, but a a big fan like you like me, they probably they bother you on some level. Like if you're gonna make this movie, I mean, make it right. I mean, well, the inaccuracies, especially when it came to the Hank Snow, that's so there's it's so twisted and goes around in different areas. For them to show that in the movie would have been like, well, that took 15 minutes. It would have, it would have been a five hour movie. Yeah, so that that sort of stuff didn't bother me. In that, you pretty much got the gist of what happened. It's just the details were changed to for to, for for clarification. Mm-hmm. But in also and and you're right. This is not a big deal. The other inaccuracies aren't major major deals. But bringing it back to someone like Chris, then when he's watching this, everybody knows. You, you put a gun to almost any person's head, and they can name ten Elvis songs. Yeah. Chris knows a lot of Elvis songs, but when you're watching this for the first time, you're assuming, aren't you, that this is the way everything went down? Who me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm watching it, not not blaming Elvis for anything. Like he was, he was just, I don't know, blinded by this guy who who fucked him over his mostly his whole career, and it was it was sad. I felt sorry for Elvis so much. Well, that part, that part, I think you're supposed to, and it's accurate because he was manipulated for a long time. Uh, can can I say this? Which has nothing, you know. I could be going off here. I I was thinking of Michael. Like it could it kind of reminded me of somebody giving, you know, Elvis all the pills and medication to get him up on stage, like what has happened with Michael. Kinda of, sorta of, they mm-hmm. both kinda of went out the same kind of way. Okay. Yeah. What what Elvis and Michael and other people that have sadly ended up the same route is they surrounded themselves with yes men. So like, uh, who's a red, red West, you know, mm-hmm. spoke up to Elvis late in, in the career and, and even put out that book, like Elvis, what happened Yeah, before, before Elvis had died, he, he, he basically spilled it all out. Like Elvis is fucked. 
And but but Red West stepped in to say, hey, dude, you, you got to take care of yourself. And Elvis was like, man, you don't know what you're talking about. Get the hell out of here. You're fired. You're no longer part of the members of Mummy. <laughs> and, and, uh, and one day I'm never going to go see Roadhouse. I don't care how good it is. <laughs> I don't care about you. And I ain't never going to go see that movie that, that they made that remade with The Rock with Joe Don Baker with, uh, standing <laughs> tall. You were in that, too. You played a whorehouse manager, and I fucking shit and kiss, kiss my ass. <laughs> no, uh, but uh, but no, like yeah, they surrounded him in the cell. Like yes, man. So like, if Red West spoke up, he got he got kicked out, and Elvis brought someone someone else in that would that would do the same job. You know, if Doctor Nick had spoken up and said, "Elvis, I'm not going to give you this," he would have said, "All right, you're fired, Doctor Nick. Bring in your yeah. brother." Do you guys, I mean, do you guys blame Elvis for what happened to him in his life, or? To a certain to a certain extent, yeah. I mean, you, you're, you're, there's all, yeah, you gotta, he's gotta. I mean, Elvis was a was a was a grown man. Uh, <laughs> he he, he should have been should have been making better well, decisions, but he he was he was also in a clouded drug haze. I mean, it's 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 difficult to know. It's it's difficult to expect people to think rationally when they're completely uh, blotto on. However, medications he was. Was it? Popping. Did it show? Yeah. There's a scene where you know his he collapses and his dad's there, and one of the nurses says something like, "This was my son. I gave him to the doctor." And Hanks turns to 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 his dad, and the dad say, well, "What can you give him, Doc? Like, what can you like? Was his dad a dick too, kind of? Or is this? I think his I, dad, his dad was kind of a lemming and all this, but like Elvis was more about his mom. yeah. Than anything, than that anything was else. Sad. And any was, any documentary that you ever see about Elvis will tell you, and they're all. It's like because you hear it in all of them, you got to believe this is the case. When his mother died, his whole life changed. Did 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 she he die lost, when he was he lost in his the war, war in the army, or no? Could I? He lost. Sh- he, she died. I thought in the movie she died in what fifty. She died in fifty eight or fifty nine. And so he would have been. I think he returned. Oh, uh, so he, he was already home when she passed. Because I, I thought she died. When he, he was. was I don't. I don't. No, think you I know was, what? I, I think he came. I think he came home. You know, for the because she was ill, but then went back because his comeback after the war then was 1960. <laughs> he did this special with Frank Sinatra. It was called yeah. like, Wel- "Welcome Home, Elvis," and he sang. That's that's stuck. embarrassing to watch. If he you have ever seen stuck. it, yeah, they sing together, and uh, Elvis sings Sinatra songs, and Sinatra sings Elvis songs. But there are some good songs from that first album, like "Stuck on You" and stuff like that. So. That was his comeback. That was like 1960. His comeback from the army, and then the colonel swept him up in all these freaking okay. movies. Yeah, but uh, while, yeah. While, and while he was making those movies, the Beatles took over the world, and music well, changed. What, and he I was telling Kendall, that's what blows my mind. He Elvis was the fucking biggest thing, and he never went internationally. Like, he never went over. Like how bigger could he have gotten going over there? It's weird well, to even think of that. Colonel, the colonel wouldn't let him leave. The colonel was an illegal alien, and had he gone anywhere, but, that would but have been found Elvis out. But could Elvis get any bigger than what he was? Is what I'm asking. Like, damn. Yeah, yes, wow. yes. Well, the, here, this is... This is... Uh, I mean, Elvis only played... He played He played some shows in, my, in Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah, <laughs> he only played one concert, one or two concerts out of the United States in Toronto. 
think it was in Toronto or Montreal. He, he did he did a he did some sh- a couple show one or two shows in Canada. That's the only time Elvis performed legit shows outside of the continental United States. But yeah, Tom Parker was in illegal. He was he was in the country illegally. Parker liked to go and oversee things personally. So if Elvis was to go overseas, Tom Parker's duty would be to go with him. But coming back, he wouldn't be able to show documentation and re-enter the country. So that was that was his fear was that he was. Right. I just I just can't picture Elvis like. I just it's it's it blows my mind that he could have gotten even bigger, and it's just like there's weird to think that. I mean, when we when we talk about Elvis in the seventies, he he pretty much had milked uh, the the U.S. touring for really all that it was worth. Like by this point, New York, L.A., Chicago, the the big the big cities for the most part, people weren't interested as much. I mean, he could he could probably still go. It'd sell out Madison Square Garden for one show, but he couldn't sell out Madison Square Garden for five shows. Was it accurate so, when they were going to make the Christmas special and Elvis did, did what he wanted to do and did his thing? Was that accurate and how he, he was pissing off Parker? I, th- I think that's pretty accurate. I don't think it was. It went down exactly like that. Um, the The song that he sings, the "If I Can Dream," that's that that's like a big deal in Elvis history and he did write it. He didn't, he didn't, Elvis didn't write shit and he could barely play the guitar. Like, I mean, when you watch that shit, he's just strumming. In fact, there are movies, there are things where he's on stage singing and strumming a stringless guitar. Okay. Jesus. Um, like, you know I mean? He was a singer. Yeah. So, but that song he had written because of how affected he was of mainly the death of Martin Luther King. They were still in rehearsals for all that stuff so they made it seem like they wrote that song the night before and they had already been rehearsed they had already been filming that special um but yeah that was a big deal this and it wasn't called it at the time but it was the 68 comeback special it was just called it was called elvis or uh, nbc the nbc special or something like that i had a hard time Um, wrapping my head around i guess where the cops are going to arrest him put him in jail for moving his hips like I, I uh, that was uh, that was a big thing. Yeah, was, I just can't picture that you're going to jail. One, for that. Uh, I think it was in L.A. They uh, the police had set up uh, film cameras to film it so that they could watch it later. Or, or if if they if they caught him doing it, they they were they were they could either watch it later and see if he committed a crime, or if they caught him doing it, they what, would have. What's the crime? Like, what, what's the crime? Lewdness, people, like public yeah, lewdness. Yeah, people, people. It was a different yeah. time. Like you just moving your hips, basically, meant penis in vagina. <laughs> yeah, they thought it was like that. He was thrusting, sex simulating. Things. He was simulating sex to, you know, kids. Did you guys ever think he sounded like a black singer back in his when he was starting? Because I never thought he sounded like a black singer at all. Well, no, but the thing is, is we grew up. No one, you know, I grew up. I, he was. I, I mean, he died when I was one and a half years old, so I don't. I don't remember him when he was alive. But I grew up knowing who Elvis was. So to me, it's just sounds yeah. like Elvis, and I knew Elvis was a white guy. Too far. But you know, you can. You, there are. I'll say this. 
there are there are groups that I didn't know were black that I thought were white when I went and then I found out oh like the ink spots I always thought when when I've heard them I was like oh there's a bunch of white guys this is like there's a barbershop quartet and then it's like it's four black dudes so if you don't have a frame of reference and back mm-hmm. in the 50s you would hear this over crackly AM radio so I could see how people might think he wasn't white based on the sound of the music and maybe not having a very clear uh, audio recording of it being broadcast through a tiny speaker in a car or at home. So I, I could see that. But, well, Dave, what other... You, know. you said you have a few that you liked about the movie. Do you have any more? That I, that I liked? <laughs> that I liked or didn't um, like? I thought you had like two or three that you liked and the rest you you, you didn't like. Well, and and you, you said this was your favorite. Brother. The kid was great okay yeah um the, his voice was great he had and like i said i've seen these documentaries this is my, one of my other complaints with this is that if you really wanted to see what you know if you really want to see elvis watch one of the many documentaries that are made because all they basically did for this movie was recreate things that have been in documentaries and the kid is just an impersonator i think at times he was acting right. um He's really good at it. He's got the voice down. He's got the moves down. But anything that you're looking at, you could see Elvis really do in a documentary. Right. There's that. What was it? That's that's the way it is. Or there's one called This Is Elvis, and there's one called That's the Way It Is. Both the, of those. This Is Elvis was the concert film. Yeah, done done there at, at the at the Hilton, and uh, and that's the that that's the way it was uh, was the documentary that came out after he died. I think. So the kid, but the kid was fantastic. And even when, I mean, I, I, I think at times he may have been singing. I know the whole, all of the Vegas stuff was him lip syncing. Um, but when they would show stuff where he was just kind of like in a rehearsal and messing right. around, like at a piano and he was like kind of doing his thing, he could sing too. Like he, he had the singing down. Um, I think the kid was fantastic. He was good. So I did. It's too like early that. for Oscars, though. I think it's way too early to think he's going. No, I don't. I don't think he deserve an Oscar. Like I don't think Jamie Foxx should have won an Oscar um, for <laughs> for being a an impersonator. I, like, in fact, when I saw it, there was an Elvis impersonator in the um, no. audience with me. <laughs> yeah, there was. I saw it Thursday night. I saw the first show. Like I saw it first. Like I'm like I'm gonna right. see this. And there was uh, five people in the theater, and one of this guy had to have been an impersonator. He had the hair, the pork chop sideburns. He was wearing a sh- like an Elvis shirt. Um, definitely, if he wasn't an impersonator, he was a really He's crazy a fan. fan. Yeah, <laughs> big fan. Yeah. Um, my favorite scene, and I don't know how Tim feels about this, because I love all eras of Elvis. The scene where they had Austin Butler and the orchestra and the sweet inspirations and James Burton and all that. And they were rehearsing the show and how they were going to start the show with that's all right, mama. And, and he was like, come on, give me, give me the baseline, give me the baseline, you know? And he was like, no, you know, hit me with them horns. And it was like, uh, go up on octave. You know, like I love that. I, I doubt that ever happened because I think Elvis, probably did not arrange that but that scene gave me chills to see what may have happened like i wish the movie was more of that i wish the movie was more of 
what may have happened, not what I've seen move for move from the real guy, like recreations of things. I think that's why Walk the Line was great. Um, that was that was his personal story and things that we never would have seen in dressing rooms and things like that. I think the movie should have been more of that. Um, there's, I mean, there's still. Hopefully, this 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 opens up an idea to to make something a little more accurate. Uh, Elvis, I know they've they they there was there was that show that that movie there there that TV miniseries back in the 90s yeah gerard what was his name uh something gerard michael <laughs> saint gerard no michael oh. saint gerard he looked exactly like him but it yeah. was elvis before he was famous yeah it was like elvis as a truck driver trying to get in with sam phillips it was fantastic there were there and there was i mean they've there's been a bunch of attempts at it but they they they, they never quite get it right there was also that that tv show the million dollar quartet yeah yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, overall, the movie is enjoyable for for people who aren't familiar with the Elvis story. It gets it gets the basics across well enough, while not exact, but well enough that you can understand the story of Elvis, you know, rising to the top and then becoming you know, pathetic and becoming a shell and a defeated guy and unfortunately dying during that time and never never having that, that opportunity to make that, that next comeback like a, like a lot of people do. Like even like, like Roy Orbison. Roy Orbison, you know, was pretty pathetic for about 10 years and then he came back and he made, he made that final impact and then, and then he died. Yeah. But and Elvis, he got to perform with people like Bruce Springsteen and people yeah, that idol, he got idolized to, them. Elvis never got to perform with anybody. There was yeah. this sec- secret meeting once of the Beatles <laughs> coming to Graceland that nobody heard. They didn't record it because they decided we shouldn't record it. This is for us. How great yeah. would that be to have seen John Lennon perform with Elvis or, that, or Bruce Springsteen? Or, you know, anybody today that looks up to Elvis. Yeah, you're right. We'd never get to see any of that. And that that would have that would have had he not died, and had he made a way of 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 having a comeback sometime in the eighties. I don't think that I don't think the first half of the eighties would have been very kind to Elvis. I think Elvis would have really dipped low creatively through. I would say at least eighty five, eighty six. I think the '90s would have treated Elvis very well. I think uh, I, th- I think I think there there was that return to a sort of an authentic sound in country and in, in rock and roll to a certain point that yeah, I think Elvis right. Elvis would have flourished during the uh, during at least the first half of the '90s. Look what the '90s did for Johnny Cash with Rick Rubin. Yeah, um, recording all of those songs. Um, could Elvis would have been so great on something like that you would have had another you would have had a final chapter of his life rather than um becoming the cautionary tale that he was and you're right he needed somebody to tell him that um that's one of the other great things about walk the line is that june carter was that person for johnny cash if june carter hadn't put her put her foot down and stuck with him and told him that he was fucking up 
he might be dead. You know, he might have died then. And Priscilla didn't do that. Nobody did it. Yeah. She just, uh, Pr- was- Priscilla just had an affair with the damn racquetball instructor. <laughs> Then, I've been I've been to Graceland and it to me it's very it's powerful and yeah. I know it's cliche and I know it's probably corny to a lot of people but being there uh, meant a lot to me and I, in fact I did I did the whole thing I went back again by myself and I I mean this is like one of the corniest things I've ever done but I'm glad I did it I put on at that point it was probably like a you know CD player with headphones and I didn't listen to the tour and I didn't do anything. I just put on my songs, my Elvis songs, and I just walked around and I spent a lot of time in his grave. And it was, it was, I don't know. I mean, why, why the hell do I like Elvis? It's not my generation. He was that special. When, um, when, when was the last time you've been to Graceland? It was the only time I was there. It was, uh, late 90s i recommend taking the trip back there they have changed that tour around so much so much and as i i was there first in 93 no not 94 and it was just there was it was a little those little shops across the street that you bought your ticket at mm-hmm. and then you would go across to yeah. the thing now though all those shops are gone it's the there's there's the old there's Graceland across the street. That's still kind of what it was. You they they give you a little audio tour that you can that you can listen to. Yeah, uh, and it's it's like an iPad actually. It brings you photos from different spots. But the other side of the street is this gigantic complex. It's like the size, and, and I'm not and, and I'm not kidding here when I say this. It's about the size of Dorney Park. Oh wow. There's there's several museums. Some of it, most of it's Elvis. The one of the museums they change things around, so it is uh, rotating exhibits. Like the one time I went there, it was a uh, Muhammad Ali exhibit in mm-hmm. one of the rooms, and it was a, it was like an exhibit that you would see at you know it would take take the, the uh, entire hall at the Philadelphia Convention Center. Um, but I went to Graceland thinking I was just going to spend. Three hours there. I spent like seven hours walking around Graceland, going to the museum, the archives, all sorts of stuff. The car museum. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, and it was fascinating. It was awesome. And then there were like Elvis and pop culture, and it showed like Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Elvis outfit that he wore for something, you know. And then like, but they also had other things that influenced Elvis, like Buddy Holly stuff, and kiss and all that it was really fascinating and and for those who have never been to graceland dave would probably tell you to go but if you have been to graceland it's been a long time and you're able to go back by all means it's it really is like the experience has been like jacked up a hundred hundred times hmm. it's cool. really neat um yeah as far as the mo- i mean we've spent a lot of time just talking about elvis Elvis, not really <laughs> the movie, which I don't know. It's probably not good for your show. That's but fine. Uh, as far as the 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 movie itself, um, I thought Tom Hanks was horrible. He, the villain. Right, because actually, I heard somebody said that that's not even how the guy spoke. 
Yeah, I, I read yeah. that too, and I just think he was so ham-handed. Um, every time he came on, I would, I, I was really enjoying the kid, and I was get, I would get into it. I would sit up in my seat, and I was like, "All right, all right, this is cool." Ah, shit! He made he like, like a fat conductor just- from Power Express, and then he he even did his Tom Hanks money pit laugh, but in that <laughs> Parker voice. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to remember. He he reminded me of someone. It, it was, I kept thinking Fat Bastard, but it wasn't Fat Bastard. <laughs> and it, like I just kept thinking, I, I can't play the movie. Like I couldn't. I was like, no, it's not Pizza the Hut. It's either it's a Martin Lawrence this, movie, movie or an Eddie Murphy movie. No, and I really can't remember what it. It reminds me of something, and I can't place it. But the his. His face when he did, he, he would do this like side glance with a smile, and it was like, God damn it, that looks like somebody. <laughs> I thought he was awful, and I, I, I thought every time he was in it, it just got worse. And he would go away for a while sometimes. I was yeah. happy, but then he would come back, and they kept going. I, Boslerman, you're right. Like Boslerman can make or ruin a movie. Um, I love Moulin Rouge. I think it's one of the great great movie musicals ever made um so i was worried about what Boz lerman was going to do this and at times i would forget that it was Boz lerman i'm like oh this is just like a straight up telling and then it would go back to the the old colonel parker pushing his uh iv around a casino yeah. in his bat in his bed gown you know like oh fuck i forgot about this <laughs> part of the movie and it was just like it would take me out of the movie like he would Boz Lerman would get me in and austin butler would hold me there and then tom hanks and Boz Lerman would pull me out <laughs> <laughs> and the fucking music was horrible i i knew this was going to be a thing i knew this was going to be a problem because it's like tim said Boz Lerman's thing is you know in Moulin Rouge, you know, they sing Kiss songs. They sing Roxanne. They sing Elton John songs. I don't want to hear the Elvis songs within the Elvis movie. I don't care if you do a soundtrack. You know, they do this side soundtrack. It ended over the credits with the Eminem song. I don't mind the Eminem song. I, I mean, I think Eminem and Elvis actually have a lot in common. So I think it's cool that they got Eminem to do that. But when those songs were within the movie, or the one songs like Doja Cat and a yeah, couple of people. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear that shit when I'm in like 1950s Beale Street and Elvis is talking to BB King. I don't want to hear Doja Cat. I want to hear BB <laughs> King. So yeah, that, that, that stuff that, I thought was awful. That was too much. But I, I, you knew that going in. Yeah, it's that. Yeah, when when there there was one thing. Yeah, it was it was like they were leaving one thing and transitioning to another scene, and all of a sudden it was like hip hop, rap, I'm like, oh jeez. Yeah, but that's him. That's his. It, that's like, his style. That's the way Gatsby was too. It was like you know, oh, it's it's great, great Gatsby. But I'm listening to Jay Z. Okay, <laughs> I don't give a shit about that as much as I give a shit about this. Then I guess. But I wonder if like that was the idea. Like we have to speak to kids somehow, so we got to put some hip hop in here, even though hip hop didn't exist back in these days. You know, it it, it yeah, it 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 it. it, it for older people, I guess it takes you out of it. I guess watching it through the eyes of a twenty-year-old, it might be different. Yeah, like like oh yeah, that Doja Cat thing really, that really hit the mark, kids. So I don't know. Um, but we yeah, it's, the, uh, uh, the music, the music 
to me could have been a self-contained um, soundtrack. The, even over the credits, fine. The, the movie's over at that point. I think within this universe that he would, had created, it was it was inappropriate and took me out of it. We yeah. and we thought and we thought we thought Junkie XL ruined the song. <laughs> we just saw so today at a three o'clock show and, and it was it was like halfway sold out. It was packed, but you could see yeah. there's a lot of older people in this movie. Like there was hardly any young people. I guess it's like older crowd uh, draw. I think I think what's going to happen is you're going to have the old people that are willing to drop the money to go mm-hmm. see the movie. I think what's going to happen, kind of what happened with uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, mm. where you're going to have younger people pick up on it when it starts showing up on their own television. Yeah. So, sort of like Tim. That's you really... Know, that's staying at home and watching a movie at home. Just, yeah. yeah. Right. But, but the thing is, you kind of have to, like, stumble upon it. Yeah, like, it's... It's. Uh, I don't think. I don't think there are going to be that many kids that are going to sit back and I'm going to watch this yeah. Elvis movie. <laughs> no, and it's too long. Yeah. And it's I don't really- understand why my why I have erections all the time. <laughs> I think it's too long for younger. Even like my son's twenty, he was like, if it wasn't for me and being a big fan, and I was like, let's go, come on, let's let's go see it. And it was, it was kind of a. Okay, he just he you just know, felt sorry like, for you, right? Yeah, right, Dad. You're like yeah, like I mean, he he immediately when I told him it was almost three hours, he was like, no. Nah, he was, he was I thinking, I didn't get your father's like, gift, so I'll go with you to see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's too, it's too long. It's unnecessarily long. Um, to, and there was a bunch of other stupid things that are nitpicking to me that I hated. I hated it was another music thing. It was Elvis and Priscilla in Germany. Now she's 14 and he's in her bedroom Mm -hmm. creeping, creeping (laughs) on her and they're kissing to somebody singing. Can't help falling in love. Um, That song didn't come out for years after that. I know it's not him singing it, but that song's from blue Hawaii when he got out of the army and he started making movies and blue Hawaii is not nearly one of his first movies. So why is that song playing and who is it? What it should have been. It should have been someone singing like Elvis singing Kings of Leon sex on fire. Hey, yo, sex is on fire, mama. (laughs) See, Tim, you should have been in charge of this. I should have been the music, uh, the music uh, instructor. And uh, and I think at the end we need someone who sounds like Charlie Lewis singing "Rock the Bells," please. <laughs> <laughs> Radio, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got we got to we got to inspire the kids somehow. And I think Jerry Lee Lewis doing a uh, version of a Run DMC song is the way to go. <laughs> actually, get, yeah, get get Jerry Lee Lewis to actually do "Rock the Bells." Rock the Bells. <laughs> I don't know. I I I mean I don't know. I forget. Well, as read, five out of five popcorns, Dave. How does, well, how, yeah. Chris, how many popcorns from would somebody you get this movie? who don't know anything about the history of Elvis? I don't know how much, but I knew I love you. I thought it was. I I enjoyed. It. I felt sorry for Elvis so much that fucking Tom Hanks was a motherfucker, which is rare to say in the same two words in the same sentence about Tom Hanks. Um. It, I I gave it a five out of five because I really liked it and the songs and, and Dave you were so dead on right everything that I'm watching I've seen on specials or, or or whatnot but I didn't look at it as him impersonating Elvis I really thought he did a great job 
like, become. Admit it. You just love Doja Doja Cat and Megan Thee Stallion. No, I don't even know what you're even talking about that right now. <laughs> I I loved it, and I and Hanks didn't bother me, but maybe I didn't know much about the guy, so I gave it a five. I I'm gonna give it three and three quarters. It's it's enjoyable. I would like to see it again. Um, there are things, nitpicky things that my mind just can't get around, even though I know it's done for the sake of storytelling. Uh, say say what you will about Tom Parker, but the 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 fact is, he created, or I should say, he he helped propel the career of, you know, arguably the most famous. American and one of the most famous entertainers ever in the history of Earth, the history of mankind. So, yeah, he, he may not have had his personal best intentions, but in business sense, he he, he created uh, what has become, you know, an icon that as long as, you know, mankind exists and society exists, Elvis will never be forgotten. They'll, if there are humans 500 years from now, they'll still be talking about Elvis in some some fashion. All right. I think. All right. Now, here it comes. This is this is the rating that really matters, to be honest. Why is, why is this the because one that matters? Because you know shit about Elvis. It's not that I know shit. I, like I told you, Tim knows more than I do. It just means a yeah, lot to it me. It means from your heart. It always has. It it you know it always I'm sitting in my fan cave I'm surrounded by Elvis right now. Why didn't now. It show him dying on the toilet? He's, That's what they wish they would have had in, on, in the movie. I was gonna you know what I was gonna make a bet with Tim before we started. I wanted to do a pool <laughs> at at how long it would take you to do a dying on the toilet joke, and you lasted way longer. I did. Than I thought you were gonna. This was a serious conversation, but now it's almost over. I, I just just just. Have a scene with him, you know, on the ground with his pants down, and you see his naked Elvis ass. I, I didn't think we were ever going to see that, but I did think that near the end of the movie we would see at least the cover in brief of what was it, the face of God or the face of Jesus, the book that he was reading when he died. Yeah, about the Shroud of Turin. Yeah, I thought for certain we were going to see that very you know, discreetly and indirectly somewhere in the movie and, and it never showed up. Did he die from, from, from pushing on a turd or just from his heart? You know, heart, no, it's, yeah, heart, heart because failure. he was yeah. strange. He just happened because to be the, on the toilet. Well, the drug, the drugs ruined his body. He was, hmm. it's like it, Tim's, uh, uh, analogy to Michael Jackson is, is very good. Um, people that young, I mean, he's 42. People that young are not supposed to have a heart that weak, yeah. you know, and die doing something as normal as pooping, you know, p- pooing. <laughs> well, the, 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 the story about uh, before, before Dave goes into his, how many popcorns, the story goes that he was like ridiculously constipated. And like when they, I, I, again, this this may just be hearsay. This may be urban legend because I, I don't I don't I haven't seen this in anything else. Supposedly, like when they pulled the stuff out of his colon and lower intestines, that the feces had already started to turn gray because it had been compacted in there for so long. Like he really should have had someone 
dig that stuff out medically uh, yeah. according this to the, what they're saying. I think that that stuff kind of happens to, to to drug addicts. Like even when, like I watch uh, Intervention, you know, on A and E. I I, love, I I mean, I'm fascinated by that kind of stuff. Sometimes that's what they'll say. Like like I just wish I could shit. <laughs> you know, like like they it, it the way drugs ravage your body especially as many as he was on. It's not surprising that he had this problem. I read a book. I used, I used to read books. Like I read, I read books on all this shit. I read a book. There is a book out there that it just talks about, um, what happened to his body after he died. Like it goes through everything. Um, his hair, they, they said like your hair continues to grow after you die. And from the time that he had died to the time that they started working on him, and he used to dye his hair jet black. He didn't even have he had he had brown hair. Like he had when you see him in pictures when he's young, his hair was like almost blonde. Yeah, like medium brown. He had like he, he 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 almost he almost looks like like the girls that wear fro- with with frosted tips. Yeah. Well, from the dyeing of the hair, you know, it was black. It was like dark, dark. Um, his hair grew like a half an inch after he died and it was very light. So they had to, I mean, and embalming him, they had to take care of his hair. Um, I guess he had been in, in on the floor for so long. And rigor Morris had said in that they had to break his jaw to get into his mouth, to do like a, like an oral examination and, and mm. stuff like that. So, I mean, it was all just like yeah. autopsy stuff, but that's awful. You actually uh, in one of the I think it was that's the way it is the the documentary that actually features like his death they actually recreate his death but they actually filmed it in Graceland so a lot of people they want us know like where's the bathroom and well, uh, where did he die and they want to see the room and and you don't you don't see the the upstairs you you still can't go upstairs in Graceland it's still family mm-hmm. area but the bathroom. When you walk in the main entrance, the bathroom is right above you. When you're in the foyer, right as you walk in the front door, Elvis died literally like seven feet above you on that floor. Um, I uh, used to work with somebody at the Opry. She was uh, our uh, head of our archives and um, museum, and she was the first intern to work at uh, Graceland. And so her job was to begin what eventually became the archives and the cataloging of, of things and, you know, making notes and detailing what is what is there. And so she she had been upstairs. She had seen the upstairs area. She had seen the bathroom. She, you know, his I guess his aunt was living up there. Yeah, there's still would, somebody living there for a while. She would uh, she would she would. Her, she was one of the few people that was allowed to go up into that area wow. to do to do work. And so she's she's seen it all. She now works over at the Hall of Fame. She's like one of their head people over there. It's pretty cool. So what is the, how many popcorns for Elvis? Out of five. Uh, out of five. I I'm still I think I mean I saw it on Thursday. It's Sunday. I'm still trying to like figure out if I liked it or not and I'm leaning I'm leaning more towards that it didn't um 
there were some good things about it, the things that I pointed out, and the kid's performance was good, but at what point is it an impersonation and not I can't I mean I I know impersonators are acting when you go see a Beatles tribute band, they're all acting. But it's not the it they didn't have the same kind of chops that Joaquin Phoenix did. I, I guess I'm I'm comparing it to other things. And um I don't know, maybe Walk the Line is really one of the best ones. And it wasn't nearly as good as that. And uh I guess I give it like maybe two and a half because I did like a couple of things, but the things that I didn't like about it were big parts of the movie, meaning Tom Hanks, some of the directorial choices, and the music. Mm. Um, those are three pretty important parts of the movie that, that I didn't like. So two and a half may even be generous, but I'll say two and a half. Would you see it again? Maybe you know, not in the theater, but maybe at home, would you try to watch it again? Maybe to see if it changes your mind or something? No. I don't, I don't know. I don't do that generally. If this is on eventually, eventually, and I don't, I don't have TV, so it's not like I'm flipping through right. channels. Um, I would have to and sit down yourself, and put yeah. it on. Um, I would, I would watch a couple of scenes here and there, but you can see this on YouTube. I mean, I don't, I don't feel like I ever need to watch this again. And if I did, I would blow through anything with Tom Hanks. I love Tom Hanks. This is one of the worst things I've ever seen him do. <laughs> like, really? Seriously? Like, come on. This is this is pandering. Why it's, do you think they, the, the guy casted Hanks in, in this role? Is anyone else well, I, done this better, do you think? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I think Tom Hanks is probably a pretty big Elvis fan. Yeah. Um, Tom Hanks is really into, like, you know, rock and roll. So he probably wanted to have something to do with it. I don't know. Just don't throw his wife down. Oh, right. out. <laughs> I love watching that. Yeah, well. Back the fuck up. Fucking Woody's hollering at you. Back the fuck up, you know? Is it, is that, and now I, I didn't, I didn't have the audio up. I just saw the, the video of it. Does that what he, did he yell up? Back yeah, the fuck off. Back the fuck off. Woody, man. Just and then the out. guy goes, and the guy goes, why, what did I do? And he goes, knocking down yeah. my wife. You are a toy, and then uh, <laughs> and then all the guys there apologize to him because it's yeah. Tom Hanks. Yeah, because because you never hear Tom Hanks, you know, cursing you at you. I love that Tom Hanks can do that kind of stuff, and everybody loves him so much. There, everyone was like, yeah. "Yeah, Tom Hanks." If Johnny Depp did that shit right now, they'd be like, "See, See? he's yeah. angry. He did hit. So he's angry. Look What's at him shit on his bed." Or Sean, Sean Penn or Alec Baldwin or any of those yeah. guys that knock those dudes out. Tom Hanks can do that shit and be like, everybody's like, that yeah, Tom fair. Hanks. You know, give if, him that was, if that was Mel Gibson, come on, you know? Mel, Mel Gibson could not no, get away with that. No, no. Well, this movie was okay. It was not great. I'll probably never see it again. I was disappointed. Um, I'm glad I got to talk about it with you guys. I think I can. Um, I can jettison you can, this movie you from my memory banks, and I don't ever really need to talk about it again. Now, now that now that we've we finished this, is there anything coming out that you are looking forward to? It's a good question. Um, I, I, I think I, I will see Thor. Yeah, 
because Thor to me is fun. Like I've seen these trailers. The, Thor looks like it's going to be yeah. a lot of fun. And I just saw today that Russell Crowe's and I love Russell Crowe. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll probably see Thor. I don't know what else. Even I don't know what comes out. You guys know there was something else. I was like, oh yeah, I got to see that. It was probably a horror movie. I'm more like I gotta if if I'm gonna go to the movies to see something, it's generally something original, or horrific. Like, yeah, like like I I when I sit here at home, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna put something on on any streaming service. The first place I go is horror. I need to start watching horror movies more. What I what I need to do is I need to go. And not so much the ones that are out in theaters, because, again, those are the ones going for broad appeal. I need to get the ones that are, um, you know, the straight-to-video ones. The the, the, the B, 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 C-list ones. You do, because those are the ones that are creative and inventive and original. The yeah. things that you're seeing in theaters is the same old shit you've the seen ones, a million times. The ones in theaters are the ones that rip off other classics. The the and and make them make them. Did you guys do you guys know Eric Broder? Yeah, I, yeah. I remember the name. He just he, he just he just released a movie on Apple Plus. What really? Uh, yeah, I remember he came into Nashville. Um, he came into Nashville uh, about two years ago, and he kept telling me, "Yeah, we're working on a movie. Uh, we do, we're, we're we're shopping around with like Bloomhouse, that kind of thing." And um, I'm trying to find what the name of the movie was. Hmm. Go for uh, him. Yeah, yeah you see, it's, it's, it's on on Apple Plus. The little things that you're like, you're like, oh, okay, well that that looks a little. And a lot of some of them honestly are not American. Yeah. Um, you watch this shit and you're like, oh, like you watch something like uh, The Ritual. That's on Netflix. Synth. Synth. That's the movie. Synth. No, no. Maybe, is that a synth? Oh, I'll look for I'll, look uh, I'll have to look Broder. it up. I'll, I'll look yeah. them up on IMDb. But if you watch something like The Ritual, like you should watch it. Like it's on Netflix. It's going gonna, it's gonna, to it's gonna fuck you up for like three days. That's the kind of movie I like. Like, like you know, I you're probably tired of hearing me talk about Hereditary. But that movies was, like that. That's crazy. When I, when I see movies like that, those are the movies I watch again, and those are the movies that stick with me. Elvis has left the building. <laughs> it's uh, eleventh hour cleaning. It's on Apple TV. It's uh, it's it's. I think I think it's a. You can probably watch it now on Apple TV. But yeah, Eric Broder. What did he do with it? What's his job in it? Uh, let me look. What do you think of Dave about that? Did he produce it or something about that that Nope mm-hmm. movie coming out. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I love the trailer for that. I yeah. love uh, where he's, they where he's he's standing in the background and she's like, "We got skin in the game," and he's like, "Yep." I don't I don't know what Jordan Peele's um, people love him. Mo doing like is us. he is he is he do is he he's doing social commentary. He's doing comedy in some of this. I I don't know. I'm not a Jordan Peele fan, so. Eric wrote the uh, the story, uh, and then I guess it was screenwritten and then directed by this guy named Ty Lashier, who I'm trying to look to see if he's done anything that we may have seen. 
I'm not saying anything that he is. I will look it up. Yeah, so it says Apple TV. Eric Broder, Quaker Town's finest. I used to smoke weed with his brother. There you go. (laughs) Hope that's in the the movie. I might watch the new Predator. That's straight on Hulu. That's out. Okay. No, uh, August. I want to say. I think the trailer looks the new Predator. Hulu. Hulu is, is one How of my the hell, streaming services. How the hell can Arnold and his gang with fucking the, the guns, the fucking gun that cuts through trees and people, not kill Predator? But these people who have a bow and arrow, this lady has a bow and arrow is going to kill Predator? That's because you, this is supposed to take place, I assume it's a prequel. It's like taking place during pre-colonization. And do not underestimate indigenous Indigenous no. people, okay? Yeah. Don't even start with me. No, you can't kill a predator okay. by, by, by throwing a stick at it, okay? You can't do that. You don't know what happens in the movie, though. But who who's gonna, who's who's who stands a better chance? Someone who has to hunt and hide and and survive. They have a every they have day. a bow and arrow and 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 a fucking BB gun against a predator who has. Science fiction weapons on its body. You can't underestimate the value of someone being cunning. Cunning? You're you're hiding in tall grass. <laughs> <laughs> sounds sounds pretty cunning to me. <laughs> no, I saw that trailer. And well, I, I like, will watch it. I mean, I'm watching it. It doesn't matter. I watch. I've, I'm gonna watch anything with indigenous people in it. I watch and support. Okay, so that's happening. You watch Yellowstone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you think of Pocahontas? No. <laughs> That's indigenous. No. No. You have Pocahontas 2 with Billy Zane. Even That's with- right. Pocahontas 2, The New World. John Rolfe. <laughs> he has a poster on his wall right now. Yeah. Well, oh, well, Tim, let's thank Dave because he asked us to be on this episode. And I love it. I know. And I, you know what? I am so happy to get this episode yeah, out of the way. It's been a while. Because three months. Yeah, it's been a long time. And I was like, and I tried to get you, like, can we just talk about the no. last three movies? Because I'm like, because I, I, I hate coming on here and you have like 90 movies. And I'm like, all right, so we I'm have right two here. listeners who want to know about Pig, the outfit, and everything else I've seen. <laughs> so really, you just use this show to do your own mind dump. Of movies, is yeah. that what you do? But he doesn't. He's not even consistent with his uh, his popcorns. Like he'll he'll put like his popcorns on Facebook after he sees a movie. Like I saw this movie, five popcorns. And then when we talk about it, two and a half. Uh, see, popcorns. here's here's why. Because sometimes I don't write write them down. I forget. <laughs> so I just fucking think what I thought it was, and I was wrong. Yeah. I. Well, this, uh, this was I'm, a long episode, wasn't this it? Was, like, this is like two hours. Right, no, I I'm glad you're. Seriously, if if you want to be on when 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 you watch Predator, come on, so we can talk how bad it was. Okay. Yeah. Anytime you see a movie, please you let us know. And I watch we will more do shows. Our best. I watch more shows than movies. I wait. Why don't we do this? Why don't we talk about streaming shows like oh. The Boys and Ooh. Under the Banner of Heaven Ooh. and the Obi Wan. Eh. <laughs> That's gonna be on another uh, show. What else is out there? And the Ozarks. I haven't watched. I haven't oh watched God. 
Listen. You're gonna have to kill me! To fucking kill me! <laughs> How about Westworld? Mm. Anyone watching that tonight? It's, it's, it's premiering. Nobody oh, watches Dave, it. I watch it. I only... My Westworld... Is you Brandon? Is only, there's only two Westworlds. Westworld 1 and Westworld and Future World. I watch it, and I couldn't tell you what the fuck is happening. A Westworld? Yeah, I still watch it. I saw the... I saw the first episode of the of the current series, and I thought it was, thought it was pretty good. But again, it's no Yul Brenner. Yul Brenner <laughs> is Westworld, man. Fucking robotic cowboy. Yeah, but Westworld know, he's awesome. Although Ed 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 Harris, yeah, is he, pretty he's cool. cool shit. Yeah. Westworld has a lot of um, has, has nudity, a lot of um, uh, robotic titties. So trust me, yeah, is it, that why you watch it? Wow. Hey, is that why you watch it? If Westworld existed, I would visit Westworld every once in a while. It is. It's confusing as fuck. And this this season, it's like people who have died last season are back playing other characters. So my mind's already blown. So I don't know what's going on. Sounds like Young and the Restless. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, let's end it. Thank you, thank you, Dave, for being on. It was it was an honor having you on. Well, I don't know about that, but thank you for letting me talk about being disappointed. You're disappointed. <laughs> um, t- uh, Dave, pretend Tim's next to you and ask him to pass the popcorn, okay? Hey, Tim. Yes. Pa- um, pass the popcorn, but before you do, reach in and fill around for the hole in it. This <laughs> <in the bottom. laughs> has everything to do with us. What was that your Elvis impression there? It's my Elvis. This has everything to do with us. He says that in the movie. Yeah, like this. This has nothing to do with us. This has everything to do with us. Did oh, Mama? <laughs> oh, Satchmo. Oh, did anyone cry king. during Elvis? <laughs> Big boy. Huh? Did, did you cry uh, during Elvis at all? No, uh, Dave. Yeah, I always tear up um, at the footage of him singing on Chain Melody. At the piano. Oh yeah, at the last nice. show. Because he, I didn't, uh, I didn't, I didn't cry at the movie. I cried. I, I teared up trailer. at the, at the Elvis. No, at the Elvis footage of him when he was. I, you know, really I teared up when, at the plane at the end, when he like says like I'll go, I love you. I was. Always I, love you. I Should was like. He said, "I always, I will always love you." I was like, "I got choked." I yeah. thought Kevin Costner. So you know, and that that was a cool that was a cool thing because they 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 brought the two things that he wanted to do so much in his career and he couldn't do. A, he wanted to do a Star Is Born, like you wouldn't believe. He wanted that role so bad, and Parker was like, "Nah." <laughs> and he wanted to record "I Will Always Love You," and Dolly was like, "No." And those are during the during the last years of his life. Those are the two biggest professional things he wanted to do, and he was he was told no both times. And and uh, for Badali was mainly because the way Tom Parker uh, did the uh, uh, publishing, like Elvis would have gotten publishing on that song, but not just when Elvis sang it, but when anybody did it. So if you know uh, Rita Moreno decided to come out and do "I Will Always Love You," Elvis would get a cut of it. 
And so Dolly was like, fuck you that, guys. That was in motion. I was like, oh, I, I had some wet eyes. I would always love you. And he didn't shoot the TVs any, the way he shot the TV in this. He shot the TV when he was watching Robert Goulet. <laughs> Robert Goulet. <laughs> he hated Goulet. I hate that Goulet. I just remember him shooting the TV. Oh, I, my I, God. Here comes goddamn Robert Goulet again. Give me my pistol. I... I, I, I met a guy who uh, uh, worked with Robert Goulet years ago, and he was like, he, he said, he even said, Robert Goulet was a piece of shit. I told you. I told you that man's a piece of shit, Robert Goulet. All this money is a little doja cat. <laughs> I hopefully, 40 some odd years after my death, someone named Doja Cat is inserted into a film <laughs> all about my life and my life with Scylla and my life with. We had Lisa Marie and, and, uh, and my mama and her lump on her neck that I called Smosmo. <laughs> Did he have a name for his mom's mole? Yes. Like, uh, Moly mole. <laughs> <laughs> he used to like rub it. Like he used to like rub his mom's like, like he had like a goiter or like a mole yeah. or something. Oh, and he would rub it for, I love my mama's like a goiter and I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a lot of goiters in my life, Mama. Absolutely, all none like yours. But I like to rub baby oil on it. <laughs> so, baby, if we're not a baby, I'll just take some of that there bacon grease that we're gonna dip my peanut butter sandwich, banana sandwiches. My peanut in butter there. and banana sandwich. So we go make that at two in the morning. I'm gonna rub it on your nubbin. <laughs> 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 That's what I do. Well, out here, Chris, everything's doing different. You know, they named the street that my house is on after me. You know, <laughs> boop, boop, boop. and then on the street, there's a holiday, and I've never been to it, but I drove by once or twice. Mm-hmm. I'm just waiting to hit stop because you, you guys are being funny. Hoping someone builds a Baskin Robbins new boss. I'm going to get them. So, 32 scoops of every flavor on the goddamn planet. Yeah, someone do something for me. Yeah, do it now. And maybe an In-N-Out burger. I ain't here to say something. <laughs> it's only yeah. going in. It ain't <laughs> yeah, coming out. It is. It's not coming uh, out. You heard that story earlier about how, you know, I just wanted to take a shit, but they didn't burger. Mm. All that gray stuff, man, that was a quarter penny. <laughs> I don't even know what that was. I think that gray stuff was bad stuff, like lettuce. <laughs> I ain't eat no peas. No peas. I know we got damn rabbit shit. This is crazy Elvis. Now, Red West. And it blow my nose and I'm gonna look at you and I'm not gonna talk to you anymore. What one of the stories I remember in that in that the book is just called What Happened? <laughs> yeah. What happened? What happened? <laughs> it's that he used to have pool parties. I used to have pool parties. And I used to get and I used to take I guess they had Viagra back then because he would get all he would get all stiffy. And I would hang an umbrella from it. Yeah. And I used to around. walk around and hang it from a from a rotten pecker. And now, if we're here at the pool party here in Crescent, you'll notice I'm buried just a few feet away with next to my mama <laughs> and Vernon and a little cenotaph for little Jesse Garen. Little Jesse. Jesse Garen, Presley. Little poor baby Jesse Garen, Presley. Didn't even have a minute on earth to talk to me and say, you know, got to be best for both of us now. But I did it anyway. I was the best for both. Both of us. Now, Tell me something. Where's the kitchen? Kitchen Arby's. They got the meat. And delicious. 
<laughs> they have the meats. <laughs> I don't think Arby's ex- existed back then. Oh, oh. Tim, give me ten little Caesars. Pizza, pizza. <laughs> Tom's ten. <laughs> kids That's like 20. kids, kids like that that stuff. Uh, so Lisa Marie, why don't you go get yourself twenty pizzas? You want a happy meal? Kids toy. <laughs> Hey, burglar, brubble, brubble. I got to collect all them Muppet glasses. <laughs> Can't remember that movie with that fat bastard Citizen Kane in there, goddammit. This ain't that Kool-Aid. That's where we ended, all right? Thanks for listening to Pass the Popcorn. Pass the Popcorn is a NeoZaz.com production and part of the NeoZaz.com podcast network. For more great podcast and original entertainment, please visit NeoZaz.com. For all the latest news and information for Pass the Popcorn, follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Pass the Popcorn Podcast. Thanks for listening.